Bora, join gender. Why others did not join us? Why Peter did not join us? In Orguyo Gays, celebrating gay pride for one full month of June on the earth. What a homosexual generation. And you think God does not judge sin? He will judge sin. And very harshly. And if I give you the criteria of judgment, you'll be shocked. Because he will judge based on the amount of grace you've been subjected to. Did you see the cloud of God? Did you see the rain on Mount Carmel? Did you see creepers walking, saturating social media? Did you see leprosy cleanse? Did you hear the gospel? Did you hear the announcement on holiness? He will also judge based on how much you have, you have released yourself to be used for sin. And he will also judge based on how much you have now influenced innocent people with sinfulness, based on your sinfulness. It will be unbelievable. These things you see people doing here, they are going to cost. You stay out of these things. You go to your countries and prepare a holy church. Mark chapter 9, 43, 49. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. He's saying, go and find an electric saw and put so it may cut it off. And that hand may be your wife. Or your son or your job. I don't know what it is. Or it may be really your hand doing sin. He say, why, why does he say cut it off? It is better for you to enter into, into life maimed with two hands, with, without two hands than to go to hell with two hands where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. Go and tell the, the orthopedic, please cut off my legs. What do you mean? Please use an electric saw and cut off my legs. And put me on a wheelchair. I need to go back home on a wheelchair. My Lord. <laughs> the message of the resurrection and the rapture of the dead church. Those that die before the day of rapture is a serious message. When he says, some are resurrected into eternal life and others resurrected for judgment, damnation, eternal shame and eternal contempt, eternal punishment and judgment. It is not a joke. When you see me standing here, it's not a joke. And what a message. Because now he that is warning you is full of wrath. He has struck nations with earthquakes. He has struck the earth with COVID, full of wrath. What a source to warn you. What a source to warn you. You know that if I don't listen to this man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be judged. I'll be struck by the Lord. They have done it before. They will do it. So, continue. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have It's better kids. for you to enter heaven crawling on the soil with your hands crippled on the soil, crawling in. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> oh yes, my daughter, it's very serious. It's pretty serious. It's, it's not a laughing matter. I just want you people to see glory and go to China and get go to other places also and prepare people. It is that much serious. It's better you pull yourself on the soil as you enter. <laughs> Please. It's not a laughing matter. <laughs> like Israel, he he moaned, he wailed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I come. That's why heaven sends us. And that's why we raise cripples and open blind eyes. These days, 100%. Deaf ears. Why? 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 That when you see that, you may now listen and believe and obey and save your soul. And save your soul. <laughs> I tell you. You're saying it's better you pull yourself the dust by hands crawling in eh? while entering life. <laughs> no, these are serious matters. Oh yes, oh yes. If I were you, I would be weeping. I would be crying and weeping. Yeah. This is serious. God speaking like that. That's 49, right? 
Can you imagine to be thrown, to be captured? First of all, for you to throw someone, you have to capture them. Because they may have been trying to flee, right? You might capture them and say, please. And then just to be thrown. Yes. 47. And if your eye causes you to stumble, get a knife and gorge them out. Get a sharp knife and gorge them out. If you don't punch well, punch another again and gorge out. And then you clean the blood. It's better for you to grow, to, to grope in, grope into blind walking like this in, into, into, into life than for you to, with eyes, enter in hell. My Lord. My Lord. That's why. Can you finish it? It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. You can imagine one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown where? Into hell where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. It is unbelievable. It, the torment is serious. Second Kings 23 verse 10. Oh, I told you there's so much. There's, there, there's really so much. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. It's too much. I really wanted to saturate you with hell. That when you come out of here, I will have scared the hell out of you. And you'll now just be walking towards heaven. Yes. When you go home, your wife will ask, what is wrong? Is everything all right? What, what, what happened to you there? Just leave me alone for a moment. But honey, even me, I want to enter. No, no, please, don't start that debate here. Allow me just do this. Allow me. Second Kings chapter 23, verse 10. He desecrated to faith, which was in the valley of Ben-Hinnon. So no one could use it to sacrifice their sons or daughter in the fire to Molech. So that is the place where there was human sacrifice? The valley of Ben-Hinnon, that is really the name for hell. Ben, the sons of Hinnon. Ben-Hinnon. Uh, human sacrifice was there. It was full of maggots and rotting flesh. Sometimes those dead bodies, carcasses were thrown there that had been sacrificed. So maggots were eating the stench was unbelievable there. That now is hell for you. And that's where you, that is now your permanent abode eternally that kind of smell, but fire is not leaving you and worms are working on you. They are saturating your body. I don't know how many trillions. Through every blood vessel, every flesh, they are digging. <laughs> they are burrowing the brain in their trillions. Oh, you really need to get born again, right? Is there anybody still playing around? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It does not matter whether it's love or money or whatever. That sh even immorality should never push you there after listening to this, right? Are you reading it? You have finished. Jeremiah chapter 7. So what happens is uh, the judgment is terrible. Numbers 16, 32, 33. Swallowing his victims and longing to swallow more, hungry for more. The Bible says, number 1623. 32, 33. Verse 32. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their households and all those associated with Korah together with their possessions. They went down alive with, into the realm of the dead with everything they owned. The earth closed over them. And they perished and were gone from their community. Swallowing people under the earth. It's a place where you will be swallowed, never to come out again. Then we will know for all these years, you were blackmailing God as if you are higher than God. It's unbelievable. 
Revelation 14.10, the smoke, the fire, the brimstone. Verse 10, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which was which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. I will explain to you when we handle that scripture, when I speak about the vision of the priesthood, of the pulpit, restoration of the priesthood, and the message. When I handle the vision of the pulpit that God Almighty lowered to me from heaven, the wooden pulpit, then you will be quite astounded. So he's saying it's a place where there is shame and everlasting contempt, there is reproach, and extreme abhorrence. He's saying it's a place where there is severe pain, downgracing and downgrading, down status, people that love status, and then they end up there. Everlasting torment, everlasting death, everlasting punishment, everlasting torture, everlasting destruction, everlasting judgment, condemnatory judgment, where you are condemned. And conscious judgments, you must feel it consciously. It's unbelievable. The message the Lord has spoken through that vision. He says the book of Mark, chapter 8, 35, 36. What is the point? Ganya total mundo. The Bible says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? That forfeiting of their soul is to, to throw it into the lake of fire. Continue. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? This generation has gained the world. And they have gained it excellently well. Even if you look at churches, you see how wealthy the pastors are. They, every week they bring in what? And they say, we bought this tall building. They do projects. They put charts in the church. Charts of contributions. Who gave what millions when that last weekend what? And they, they go play golf together, take a cruise ship together to celebrate how they gathered a lot of money. Huh? And then even the Christians, they gain the world because that's all they have been taught. But he's asking here, what good is it to gain the world? And then throw your soul into the lake of fire. That the only thing that can cause you to lose your soul into the lake of fire is when you gain the world. You go for education. Today it is education and family and status and jobs and careers and what and travel. I mean, there's a lifestyle that goes with that. So therefore, waiting for Jesus is considered wasting time. It's not popular. They gain the world. They buy property, build golf courses, and they're doing big things. So, ah, they are working with friends, colleagues. They are, so they are feeling great status. They're investing well. Their investments are doing well. So you hear them calling their investment portfolio managers. Uh, so, oh, yeah, you're, you're very good, whatever. They're, they're going, they going teeing off golf doing those th big things. But he's saying that when you gain the world like that, then now when you enter the lake of fire, then you'll remember some two old ancient preachers that came from heaven and were warning the whole earth. Please stay away from that. Please repent. I see the Messiah coming. Change your ways. Time is spent. They will hear my words throughout eternity announcing the coming of the Messiah. I tell you. It says, the book of Job 18.21 Job 18.21 The Bible says, Surely such is the dwelling of an evil man. Such is the place of one who does not know God. Wow. An evil man. One who does not know God. So it's the place of those who do not know God. Because today in the church, 
The churches are full of people that do not know God. They think God will understand that day. You'll say, oh, it's alright. It, it, it is 2022. It's okay. They think he will understand. But they do not know God. Jesus himself, Jesus mismo, will judge sin on that day. I have seen him already in the sky with the red robe. The judge is coming. That red robe you see in Revelation 19.13 He comes to judge sin. You also see that red robe in Isaiah 63 coming from Bozrah riding with mighty force. And the, the, the grapes have spattered on his garment. He crushed them all in his wrath. Jesus mismo will judge sin. Jesus himself will judge sin on that day. Can you imagine how terrible that is? Because you say, oh, you love Jesus. You just want our peace. But he's saying on that day he will judge sin. He's going to judge sin. And if he finds you with sin, he is going to judge you. Right? Let's see some of the teachings of Christ that they avoid. In this age, they are teaching another Christ. They are avoiding the true teachings of Christ. Matthew 18 25, he says. The Bible says, Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Jesus ordered, Jesus is giving that parable, that the master ordered that him and his wife be tied and be taken to a slave market with the children. Sell the children out there. Sell the wife there. Sell him also. Right now they are teaching another Jesus in the church. A modern day Jesus, a modern Jesus is now in the church. He is a sweet talking Jesus. He is very loving. He is non-judgmental and he is very accommodative. He accommodates sin. He accommodates things. He is very understanding. The Jesus they are preaching today in the church. And so, he cannot condemn the one they are preaching today. He's a humble, talking Jesus. And he gives the other cheek. Hi. Did you hear the Lord Jesus, what he said? He said, if he cannot pay, tie him. And that payment is related to repentance. Tie him. Tie his wife, tie the children. And take to the slave market. Sell him, sell his wife to some people. And sell the children. Hi. That, that, that sounds cruel, right? That is it. That's why the Lord is saying you have changed his gospel. He said, if anyone follows me, they must hate their wives, hate their children. Hate. Ah, they changed. They're teaching another gospel. Not what Jesus preached. They're teaching a modern day Jesus who is humble. He's very loving. Sweet talking. Not judge. He's accommodative. Matthew chapter 4, 10 to 11. Let us see some of the teachings of Jesus they avoid. Verse 10. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Matthew 16, 22-23. Matthew 16, 22-23. Peter took, Peter, took him, uh, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. 
Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God. Matthew 16, 24, 27. He called his own disciples, Get behind me, you Satan. That is the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The moment of truth, right? Read that. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Matthew 23, 33. Matthew 23, 33. The Bible says, You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Matthew 8, 11 and 12. I'm about to finish. We're about the, to close the session tonight. We'll continue tomorrow. The Bible says, Matthew 8, 11 to 12. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so, Jude 1 up to 7. Jude 7, if it's at 7 probably. Even 5, I think. As you read on. The Bible says, verse 5, Though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. All the angels who did not keep their position... That is serious. He's saying, those he delivers, those who are born again, if they became apostate and look back, he turns around, gets them, and throws them into the lake of fire. Oh, yes. If you really want this generation to enter heaven, then you have to tell them the truth. But this thing of predica evangelio dulce, como iglesia es un dulcería. No. Iglesia no es dulcería para comprar dulces, sweet things. No, 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 no. No. This is the time for evangelio amarga. Evangelio que tiene poder para liberación. Solamente Evangelio amarga como este puede sanar país y salvar, rescatar pueblo. Only this kind of gospel can rescue a nation. Puede sanar y salvar. Rescatar también. Rescue a nation. He's saying, what type of people will be in hell? Who are these people he's talking about that others are going this way? For them, they will be thrown into the lake of fire. And he's saying, those who are born again and they turned around and began now to live as secular, humiliating Jesus, looking back. He said, the Lord turned around and killed them all. Huh? Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 8 and 9. Tonight is heavy. I think finally, Omnigo Ben, where are you, my daughter? You are here, you love Jesus so much. Finally, you're understanding, you're starting to feel satisfied why you came, right? Now it is satisfying you. You said, yes, now I'm getting what I wanted. To go and purify that nation. That German-speaking nation, right? Called Namibia. Very powerful. So can you read on? Verse 8. Second Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9. He will punish those who do not know God. Those who do not know God. They claim to know him, but they do not know him. 
I'm simply now even reaching deeper to define to you who are those who are going into the lake of fire. Este cosa muy muy serious, mucho mucho serious. This is a serious matter. I am now getting deeper. Who are they that you may be able to check yourself? How is my audit when I benchmark? How am I? Can you read it? He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of what the Lord. What does Jesus. it mean to know God? And what does it mean to obey the gospel? Is it these Christians you see in the church today? There's Christians that are going to the church and they're walking nude and they're just living secular lives inside the church. Those are the ones now that know God. Is that the meaning of knowing God? Or oh, even you say no. Okay, that is it. So it's clear. Muy, muy claro. It's very clear. Continue. They will be punished with everlasting destruction. Everlasting destruction. And shut out from the presence they of the They come Lord. to the holy ministry of God and they still want to make their jackets and their skirts tight. They will be punished with everlasting destruction. God is not a joke. God is holy. He is holy. Trust basis. Santo, santo, santo. Read Romans chapter 1, 18 and 20. Who are these that are going down into the lake of fire? Because in this vision of the rapture of the dead, we saw that there are those raptured, resurrected for the kingdom of God. And then there are those resurrected to be judged. Who are they? Always coming from Luxembourg, coming here. Always coming and they may not understand why. Interesting, holy. Now, now, now you can tell. Now you can tell. They will know it was not a joke. It was never a joke. It was not a laughing matter. Can you read that? The, the book of Romans, chapter 1, 18, 20. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness. And all the, the people that are godless. And the wickedness of people. And those that are wicked like a generation I know, plus the church I know today. They are so wicked to the extent, I mean, they don't care. They can just get involved into sin. They can just, she can just start dating another girl in a gay relationship or dating another man who is in the church also. They simply don't care. No, in the house of the Lord, they don't care. He says, it will be heavy on that day. They will remember, they will wail, but there will be nobody to help them. They will wail. He made me hear them wailing down there in the lake of fire. They will say, give me another chance. Give me another chance. There will not be another chance. There will not be another chance. There will not be another chance, please. Hallelujah. My son, are you able to take a plastic seat and allow my son here to come and sit on your seat. Yeah, thank you. Your seat is here. Thank you. Thank you. Very serious. Continue. Who suppress the truth by their Those wickedness? Those that suppress the truth by their wickedness, Since they suppress the truth. When they see the truth, the truth bites them. The truth haunts them. The truth convicts them. So they don't like that. When you go for an interview, they spend the whole interview not looking at your papers, but discussing your dressing. Are you going to be dressing like that here? Which religion is this? Which church is that? Are those football shoes you're wearing with socks? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what is your belief? So they are not discussing your first class honors that you put on the table. They are talking about your dressing. They say you are wearing football shoes. With football red socks. And you're a lady. With a big skirt. They're saying, are you aware that we are the dressing code here? And it's a senior woman who should have complimented you. My daughter, can you stand up? What did you do? You stood up and rebuked 
the, the professor, the dean of students. And you told him, should he be doing what? But they were punishing you for dressing holy, my Lord, in the university. Punishing for dressing holy. And the same dean of students is picking, picking a fetuses from one of the hall of residence there. Every morning they put in the dustbin, he picks the dean of students. And this one is now holy. And they were punishing her for it. My Lord. And she, she stormed. She stormed him until he sat back and he said, then he said, no, I'm taking this to the Senate. I cannot manage this. She stormed him and said, are you not the age of my father? You want me to remove this clothes and walk naked here when you're picking fetuses here? Then he, he, he said, she said, I can leave university now and today but enter heaven. Because, you know, they always think that they can hold you to that. That, oh, you fear you'll be expelled. She said, I can walk out now. You want me to lose my entry into heaven because of university education? No, I'll walk out today. He was shocked. But they were punishing her for dressing holy in the university, my Lord. Senior women who are supposed to have helped, congratulated. This one said, wow, you are the hope of this generation. This generation is rotten, but for you, now you are punished. We're being punished. Let's move on. Have you finished reading? Verse 19. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, because the cloud of God has come. The creepers are walking. Some are their relatives. When a creeper is walking, when you see gate one before the creeper gets up, and you see when the creeper gets up, you don't need a Chinese translation. You don't need a Chinese translation. You don't need a Chinese translation when a creeper has gotten up and walked away. You don't need a Chinese translation. It is very plain to them that God has revealed himself to them. And some are their relatives also. Okay. That's why he has to punish them permanently, eternally. Did you finish? Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Being understood from what has been made. Romans chapter 2, 6 and 8. Who are these that are entering the lake of fire? Who are they? Romans chapter 2, 6 and 8. God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who have been, to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. Hallelujah. Next. But to, for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth. Those who are self-seeking and rejecting the truth. Me, 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 me. You love yourself too much. You're headed to hell. Who are those that he said, while others are going into glory, for them they are entering the lake of fire. Others are even crawling with their bellies to enter life and others are going this way with full feet. Have you finished? He will give eternal life, but for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Revelation 21 verse 8, who are those that are going to hell, the lake of fire, to burn there, tormented forever? The cowardly, you cannot preach the gospel in your office because you fear. You cannot preach the gospel in the office because on the, you don't want to identify so much about Christianity. It's because your boss might fire you. 
the cowardly, the unbelieving, the unbelieving like the present day church, present day pastor does not believe that God can provide for him without corruption. Cannot believe that. It's in Kenya here, it's in Nigeria, it's in Uganda, it's everywhere. The vile, the vile, the murderers, the murderers. Today, even people murder babies in abortions, they can kill another person also. The sexually immoral, sexual immorality. Now, those look like their identities that are overlapping between those going to hell and the church. Because if you just look at the dressing of the church alone, you don't need to look for a catalog to know this is immorality. You know that, oh, they're sexually immoral and they're entering the lake of fire. Why have you chosen to enter the wrong side? The sexually immoral? Those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars. There you go. It looks, sounds more like you're talking about a ch- the church. They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Matthew 25:41. Who are those that are going into the lake of fire eternally, never to come out? Eternally, never to come out. Eternally. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cast into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Those on his left, they did not feed some people. They did not go see the prisoners in jail. They did not go to visit the sick in hospitals. Wow. Okay. Now, Matthew 25, 46. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the right here to eternal life. Matthew 10, 28. Matthew 10, 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Those that fear Satan, they fear man. They rather fear God, but they fear man more than God. They obey man and say, no, 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 God, later, I need to obey my boss here, or my husband. Kutawaka. <laughs> In Swahili. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and the body in hell. Ezekiel 18.20 This is serious tonight. Jokes aside, right? Are you now beginning to understand why you came? Oh yes. So that you may go and remove your people from the path to hell and bring them to the kingdom of God. These are serious matters. It's about eternity. Eternity. Yeah, this is now serious. Even yourself, you have to remove yourself from that path. Can you read on now? Ezekiel 18.20 The one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent. The the one who sins will die. They love so much sin in the church. In this generation, they live for sin. Every day. In fact, they joke around with sin now. They even celebrate sin. They can celebrate who has gotten a new girlfriend. Which gospel artist has gotten a new girlfriend? Which gospel artist has made his girlfriend pregnant? My Lord. Okay, I thank God that the Lord sent us here. I'm glad. Finally, we'll bring the generation to account. To account. Can you move on? Matthew chapter 5, 22. There you go. Uh-huh. Will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is I think you guys are going to be reconciled today. Even some of you will start by phone as we step out, right? Me, I just want you to forgive me. Why now? Why now? I'm going to switch off the phone. What, what are you saying? I can't hear you well. No, I just want you to forgive me. I'm forgiving you. Why now? Me, I don't want you to forgive me. I don't know how it's going to go, that conversation. <laughs> I don't know how it might go. <laughs> you might say, I don't want you to forgive me. 
<laughs> for my own eternity, I want you to go. No, I don't want your eternity to go well. Finally, I have come. The book of Luke 16, 19, 31, reading there. Those to whom the prosperity of this world lies to them, they think is approval by God. The Bible says, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen. Can you repeat what he was dressed in? Purple. Purple and fine linen. And fine linen. And lived in luxury every day. Wow. At his gate. Swimming was, pools and what have you. At his gate. At his gate was laid, was laid a beggar named Lazarus. Weeping on a daily basis there. Covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Wow. Even, big, big things were falling from there. Even, what manner of eating is that? Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he, he was shocked. He found himself in hell. Then he cried out. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He, so he called to him. I don't, know, I don't know about that, but I'm just saying that could it be true that some people will be up looking at their friends celebrating something they say, ah. while you are in torment then you will remember how your eyes were lustful towards men how your eyes were lustful towards women you will now remember that those things so they were the tricks of the devil because they amounted to nothing because now look eternity in torment ah. This is unbelievable. He says, those to whom the prosperity of this world lies, says a lie to them. The prosperity of this world lies to them. They think it's God's approval over their lifestyle, their lives. First John chapter 5 verse 12. Who are those that he said, in that vision of the rapture of the dead that I shared here. The rapture of those that die before the day of rapture. And on the day of rapture, the way I saw how they are going to be resurrected. And they are going to be glorified. And then taken up. And then we are told from Daniel 12. That there are those now that will also be resurrected but for judgment. Second resurrection. Who are those that go down into the lake of fire? The whoever, citizens of hell. First John chapter 5 verse 12. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. But what does it mean to have the son? Is it to walk into church and say I'm born again? Or to wear a t-shirt that says I am Christian? And to walk around with it greeting people high fives? Is that the meaning of having the son of man? Because it says... Those that die in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to die in Christ Jesus? Oh yes. That means totally consumed by Christ. The life you live is not you anymore. It's Christ living in you. And he says, Second Peter 3, 9, he says, The Bible says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, slowness. Instead, he will patient, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Because he's saying, repent, repent, repent Kenya, repent Nigeria, repent Brazil, repent Sweden. This generation repent, repent, time is over. The Messiah is coming. I have seen the King coming. The King of glory is coming. Repent. They don't want to repent. They think they have time. They think they have time. He will throw them right straight into the lake of fire. Those are the people that enter the lake of fire. They reject repentance and they think they have time. When the Lord tarries to come, they think they still have time. No, relax. 
and eat something small. Get to eat something small. Relax and drink something. Come, let us enjoy something small. Hey, how? How? It says, Matthew chapter 8, verse 12. Who are those that are going down into the lake of fire? Matthew 8, 12. The Bible says, verse 12, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where, where there will be, be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. Why? For rejecting the gospel. Those that will reject the gospel will be thrown into the lake of fire. When you look at Christians in the church today, you can tell that this one has rejected the gospel. It has not changed her. It has not changed her. She's walking naked. It has not changed her. She has rejected the gospel. The gospel of Jesus has power. The gospel of Jesus is essentially the eternal blood of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus has power to deliver and transform the life of a sinner to become a holy child of God. Let the present generation of church stop lying that the blood of Jesus has no power. Let them stop lying. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, 13, 14. Who are those that are going down into the lake of fire? Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few finds it. The present day church, they are full on the wide road. They love it because it's convenient. It's convenient. It's not a narrow road. Can I just go to the scripture, please? I need to finish at least the scripture because tomorrow I want another vision, right? Because I'm getting, uh, because it's coming to fall. I'd rather go back to Daniel, right? Hallelujah. Can we go back to Daniel chapter 12 and move on, right? Verse 4, we saw how he's supposed to seal up the scroll because people will go around looking for prophecy. Looking for, people will be interested in prophetic ministries, prophetic interpretation, prophetic understanding. What does this mean? They will realize that there is change in the prophetic scale of the Lord. So let's move on, verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank of the river. Verse 6. One of them said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, How long will it take before these astonishing things are fulfilled? Daniel is crying out to know. Uh, rather, this man, one, one of them said to the man clothed, one of the two angels on both sides of the river cried out, how long will it take? How long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled in this vision? About what he has shown Daniel, the suffering that's coming. Look at this now. Then he goes on to say, again, verse 7, the man clothed in linen who was above the waters and the river lifted up his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and I heard him swear by him who lives forever and ever, saying, it will be for a time, times, and half time. And when the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. It is amazing. He stood there, and then, look now, and he lifted his hands towards God, and he swore. He vowed. He vowed before God. He lifted up his hands before God himself. And he swore that it would be for three and a half years. That time is coming. Must come. Must come. And he swore. He lifted up his hands, the right and left, and he swore by God's name that these things will happen for three and a half years. So prepare yourselves that the great tribulation is coming, you like it or not. He swore before God. Aye. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. He says verse 8. Again he's saying here, when the power of the holy people, when the holy people, when the power of the holy people 
has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. He's saying the holy people will be tortured and their power broken, meaning they will be overcome and destroyed. He lifted his hands and swore by God's name that holy people will be attacked and destroyed. Okay, now talk to me. Can we start laughing now if you think that was the laughter? If you thought it was a joke, can we laugh now? That is why you came here. Because it will be horrible. He that was dressed in linen, we don't know who he is. The angel was this way and this way, but we don't know who this is. Probably the son of man himself. The appearing of the Christ before the incarnation, probably. But he lived, maybe, and I, we don't know. He lifted his hands towards heaven and he swore by the name of God. And he said, it will be for three and a half years. It will be bad. And holy people will be tortured. They will be butchered. They will be butchered. And he will attack them and overcome them. Behead them. Meaning beheading. Now the church should prepare. If you are wise, this was meant for you to read before that time comes that you may not find yourself on that side of human history. Right? Are we together? This is serious. He goes on to say, verse 8, I heard, but I did not understand. So I asked, my Lord, what will the outcome of all this be? He replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless, and be, and be refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but only those who are wise will understand. He says again, he replied, Go your way, Daniel. Daniel, do you remember the way you have been walking? When you defied the king, when you refused to defile yourself, Daniel, do you remember when you refused and you entered the lion's den? Continue on that way. Continue following the Lord. Meaning it will come to pass. And saying for you Daniel, now that this prophecy is complete, has been sealed up, waiting completion, you now go. But when it says sealed up, does it mean it doesn't help the present church? It really does help. It's for you to read it. That you may not find yourself there, right? But he said you continue your way. Do you remember when you were young and you were about, I don't know, a teenager? And you rejected the kingly diet to defile yourself, you refused. Do you remember when you were told to worship the king, you refused? And you entered the lion's den? You continue in that way of the narrow path, the narrow road. Do not compromise. When I saw him in the lion's den, he had gray hair, but this side of his left head has had more white hair. I even see him now. And he had even a shawl on himself, a shawl. And I stood behind him. There was even another lion next to me here. But the other lions are in front of him. Daniel, you continue in your way that you began when you were young and now you are 90 plus what? Maybe 89 coming to 90 and you are still walking that way. Continue in that way. Don't change it. Don't change it. He's saying, and then he says here that many will be purified, made spotless, and refined. He said there will be two genealogies. He's giving a prophecy that there are those that will love God and they will listen to prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. They will purify themselves, be made spotless, be made without stain, prepare for the king. But the wicked will continue with a lineage of wickedness. Be careful. Be careful when you see that you love sin. Or you see a church or a generation that loves sin. 
There is a lineage of wickedness. Hallelujah. And he said, none of the wicked will understand. But those who are wise will understand. From the time that, again, from the time the daily sacrifice is abolished, this is a quotation, from the time that he's being given the answer, from the time the daily sacrifice is abolished, and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Then he says, blessed is the one who waits again blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end 1335 days so there are some days extra there as for you Daniel go your way till the end continue on that narrow road continue walking that narrow road of separation and holiness you will rest and then at the end of the days You'll rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Very powerful. He has promised a reward. And he says, focus your eye on the reward. It's eternal, that reward. But he says that between 1,029 what, and 1,033 and 1,300, whatever, there are some days there. And I think that is the time when the Messiah mops up. He mops up Jerusalem. That's the time when he, he, he finishes up the battle. Because I know that when he comes, he first builds his temple and then he goes to the valley to fight them. And if you know how he fights, he brings the plague of God also. Their tongues will rot in the world, their eyes in the sockets. You know, it's, tre it's tremendous. So there are some extra days there. I think that's the time when he finishes up the battle and clears up the area. And then he said, blessed are those that reach now that 1,335 days. He says, as for you, Daniel, you go on that way, continue walking on that narrow road of the Messiah, you will rest, and then at the end of the days, you rise, you resurrect to receive your allotted inheritance. And he's saying, therefore, focus on the inheritance. I think we can continue with this another day. Let me just finish with the message now. What is the total message, the conclusion in all this? Ezekiel 33, can you read? Ezekiel 33, verse 11, as I finish. This is tremendous discipleship, right? Very mighty. When you come here, it's very serious. That's why I don't like doing it. Because when I do it, I have to do it fully hard. However tired, I must do it fully hard. Uh, do it or not do it. But when I do it, it's very powerful. We can now move together, right? Ezekiel 33, 11, he says, say, Now this is the conclusion. Say to them, As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I, I take no pleasure in the death. I take no pleasure in. I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But I rather be that they repent and enter glory. Rather that they turn from their wicked ways and live. Turn. Turn from your wicked evil ways. Look at how the Lord is crying out to man. Turn. Turn. He goes and tests the temperature of the lake of fire. Wee, wee, wee. Like a blast furnace. It's more than 1,700 Celsius. No, 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 no. Turn. Turn. Will you perish, please? And then he, he, then he tests the temperature again. Says, wee, wee, wee. God crying out to man to change course, to change direction, to change destino, destination. Paracambria destino. God crying out to man, please get out of that wide road. When he just touches the temperature of the furnace, who of the hell? He says, it's now 3,000 Celsius. No, you cannot. Why suffer on the earth with cancer and tumors, diabetes, divorce, depression, Prozac, suicidal thoughts, and then again plunge in the lake of fire eternally. Why? Please turn. Turn, please. Don't do that to yourself. God crying out to man. This is serious. Very serious. In conclusion, First John chapter 4, 16. Oh, yes. First John chapter 4, 16. The Bible says, And so we know and 
rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. I hope you have not locked the door. I hope you have left the latch on so that anybody can enter. <laughs> we don't do that here. Second Peter 3, 7. And I need to move very fast. Second Peter 3, read 7 throughout up to 10, 13. And if he rescued Lord, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was, was tormented in his righteous soul by the wicked acts he saw and had. Uh -huh. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from the trials to hold the unrighteous. For He's saying whatever the trials you go through, God has power, sufficient power to rescue you from the trials and put you on the path to the kingdom of God. He has power. Who is that who clapped first? I bless you with eternity in the kingdom of God and my words are final. They are the words of the Lord himself. Okay, now, as we finish now, continue reading. If all will be destroyed like this, what kind of people ought we to be? Verse 8. Verse 8. For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Continue throughout. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the right and righteous. Verse 10. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh Continue. and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they are they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Amen. God is able to rescue. What, what, what is that? No, you will do. You people will do that repentance later because I want to finish this sermon, and then you will handle your repentance. How you looted, you stole forty-five thousand dollars behind my back. The generation that is marching towards hell. And your role is to go and stop them. Pare. Your role is to stop them. To stop them. And so we will continue, blessed people, tomorrow. Uh, I wanted to handle the citizens of hell and the experience in hell a bit more. But well, the Lord is powerful. He is God. And so now, everybody rise up so we can be able to receive the Lord and move on. Say, mighty Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from sin. And I ask you, my Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and change my life and transform me and make me holy. And prepare me for the glorious kingdom of God. Lord, anoint me with the Holy Spirit. That I may have zero tolerance to sin. Lord, anoint me and give me fire. To go and prepare the citizens of my country. In absolute holiness. For the glorious coming of the Messiah. In the mighty name of Jesus.